0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. It's me, LaDosha Wright, your favorite indie author, coming to you live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, not the boogie now okay that's cool that's okay that's okay but i'm just gonna y'all know i love krs1 so i just gotta start off with my live and direct all right all right all right so it's still black history month it's the year 2023 and i'm just so excited to still be a black history month but hey check this out um We're having a wonderful, wonderful discussion, okay? This episode is all about the natural hair movement versus the black hair salons. Now, I I deliberately, okay, I deliberately waited for Black History Month to have this conversation for two reasons, okay? So first, have you guys heard that a lot of people believe that White People Gave Us Black History Month because it's the shortest month of the year. Now, I always thought that was a joke. Like, I think I heard Paul Mooney, you know, tell this in a joke. and You know, like when I was like a young adult. Um, but lately, you know, in the past five years, I've been hearing Black people say this, like they really believe that. So here's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to tell you guys right quick why Black History Week turned Black History Month is in the month of February, okay? According to Mr. Carter G. Woodson, the founder, the creator of... Black History Week slash month, okay? He started off as a week, but it turned into a month, okay? Now, if you want to read this wonderful story, you can visit the website of ASALA, okay? That's A S A L H, and it stands for the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. Okay, I'll repeat that again. ASALA, a S A L H and it stands for the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. So, go to that website. And what you're going to read is that Carter G Woodson primary reason, sole reason for choosing February as the month to honor and celebrate black history was because he wanted us to reflect and share and honor and celebrate on what we've learned about black history in the previous year leading up to February and the current year. So it's really a moment of reflection. So it's not because it's the shortest month of the year, it's because he was giving us that full year from like January to January. And then you just come back in February and then you highlight what you have learned amongst each other. So if you're telling that narrative as a joke, I get it, even though I'm not a comedian, okay? But if you're repeating that narrative because you really believe that somehow that is why Black History is in February, because it's the shortest month of the year, please help change the narrative to the truth, okay? So you can go check out the website and get the facts, okay? So now let's get back to this very, very, this is a very controversial Um, it's a a mean, nasty topic, okay? Again, natural hair, the natural hair movement versus the black or the African-American hair salons. Um, What's making this so controversial? Is it Is it black people or black women primarily being catty against one another? No, not really. (laughs) Look, y'all like that. Don't you like, calm down, Key Lolo. Okay, yeah, just calm down. Key Lolo is on my other podcast, the dumbest shit that people say um, about black hair. That's on my YouTube channel, which you can check out. And I host that with my PNC, my partner in cosmetology, uh, Cheryl Morrow, who is a hair scientist. She's also the editor-in-chief of the SD Monitor News that stands for San Diego Monitor News, as well as uh, she is the heiress to um, the California Curl Empire, who, by the way, it was owned by her dad and father. Dr. Willie Morrow, okay. Um, so that's you can that's that's where my other alter ego is, but sometimes Key Lolo should just be coming out anywhere, like right now. So Key Lolo gonna get in on this conversation on this topic about the natural hair movement versus the hair salons. Um, so why am I saying that it's not really us being catty? Um, because number one, the natural hair movement is really no competition for cosmetology. So I'm just going to come off the rip and I'm going to give you um, like maybe I think I got my notes here. I have one, two, three, four reasons. Why they are no competition, even though this is the name of the podcast. Okay, so drum roll, please come on, push those earbuds, and y'all know how we do it on my podcast. We push the earbuds in because y'all like, oh, it's about to get spicy. Okay, 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 spicy, spicy, spicy. What's up, Nas? Nasty Nas. Y'all know I love my hip hop. Okay, um, yeah. So, um, ASAP. What's up, ASAP Rocky? I don't know. I'm talking like I know them. I don't know them, but you know, anywho, I love Nas. Okay. Um, so so, it's, it's about to get spicy, okay? Um, so, here's the top four reasons why the natural hair movement is no competition for us. Number one, education, okay? Now, I know what you guys are going to say. That cosmetology education is so wide, and it is. <laughs> it is, but it's education, none the least, okay? Um, next up, um, invest in the community. People doing hair in their kitchens. People with these natural hair movements, you know, all these folks, you know what I'm saying? Out here in these YouTube, these social media streets, you know, they're not giving back to the community. They're not. They're not. Cosmetologists, we give back to the community we go we collect money from each other we volunteer our time at homeless shelters we go to schools we go to prisons we go to churches uh, we we be outside you could just go on, just go on social media and you'll see all the cool stuff that we do individually and things that we do together as a community to help support our community and in, in so many ways Um, Like I said, from incarceration, to people in recovery, to homelessness, to job readiness, to emotional support, to cultural support, Um, we're there. We are the industry that America can count on. We are the industry that poured into the United Negro College Fund. Look at the work that Madam C.J. Walker did as one of America's finest philanthropists. I mean, look at the Johnsons, okay? We could go on for days. Ultra Sheen family, the Comer Cottrell family, the Bronner brothers, uh, Dudley's. Do you guys know what these people have done for their local communities and Americans, you know, just, just in the diaspora, okay? People in the kitchen, those those college professors who are doing writing books, those people ain't giving them money for them books. I'm just meal organics and Dennis Richelieu. I hope to meet him one day. I want to meet the people that they say they've helped. You know where they at? I, the, I'm gonna start it. I want to hear from those people who have uh, been awarded financial support and various supports. Uh, that they have received from the 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 uh, sale of Shea Moisture. Okay, so that's 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 number two. Okay, um, collaborations. We don't see any collaborative efforts from people who are influencers or people who are doing hair in the kitchen. They're calling themselves these naturalistas, and who are they collaborating with aside from each other and other companies to sell? I repeat, to sell. Cosmetologists and barbers, nail techs, estheticians, we serve. I know y'all like, but damn, that's what I said. We are service providers. We are not salespeople. Though we do sell. Don't get it twisted, sister. Okay, brother. We do sell, but that is not our primary focus. We are service-oriented people. Our service combined with our education has value depending on where you live, how much the rent is, how much education we have, the products and tools that we're using to service you and provide solutions. Now, I know what you guys are saying. Well, they do that in the natural hair community. No, they don't. They don't do that. Okay? They don't do it. Now, I'm not saying ours is perfect and theirs isn't or theirs is and ours isn't. You see what I'm saying? But that is not what they are doing. They have this lookership where they're trying to clump people together in these categories and give you guys this cookie cutter approach. A cosmetologist and a barber, we are like your doctor, okay? We use our education to service and provide answers and solutions to the individual. You do not hear doctors going on TV talking about some all fat people, fat people, 18A, 18B, 18C, size 16D, size 16E, size 16F. No, they don't do that. Neither do cosmetologists, okay? Innovate, okay? Cosmetologists were very, very, very very much thought innovators. Now I know what you guys are saying. Well, I know some natural people who invented, who uh, you know, who uh, invented like a rubber band or some type of a headband and things like that. We're not. I'm not talking about that type of innovation. I'm not talking about people who go in the kitchen and who mix up some 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 coconut oil and add some oil. Those those are mixologists. Okay, cosmetologists. We actually partner with companies who use actual what chemicals because the natural hair movement is a anti chemical movement. So the money is going straight to the person who makes the chemical. Now they got a few people, you know, the packaging people and the, the people who, you know, deliver the stuff, but that, that, um, business is nothing compared to the chemical business that chemical generate for the community and for the industry to help solve problems and advance the way and the technology that we use to style hair so cosmetologists we're very 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 much innovators in as much as we partner with those professionals. Some of us even go back to college and become hair chemists to learn more. or We take advanced courses to become hair chemists to learn more. So cosmetologists, we are much, much, much more than just hairstylists. We are innovators, okay? And then, like I said, last but not least, we actually do pay it forward. Now I just said, well what's the difference between pay it forward and invest in the communities? Well cosmetologists in our industry we have something called apprenticeships. I know y'all like, oh that's right. You don't see a lot of apprenticeships going on in the natural hair community. Why? Because the natural hair community, the bulk of them, have the support of the Institute for Justice, who's going across America saying what? They don't need education. No, we didn't say that. We said we don't need regulation. If you need regulation, you're going to get education because that's what comes with regulation. Education they don't want any education. They don't. Now, why is that? Because we don't use chemicals. That's why everybody's hair right now is all effed up. That's why I said it. I meant it. I'm here to represent it. Now we're seeing more hair loss. When I was growing up, the original natural hair movement, there was no such issue as my edges, baby, don't be bald. We didn't have people' hair coming out of something called traction alopecia. I don't want to hear this. I'm not against, again, what people do to their hair at home in their own time. What I'm against is the misinformation and the massive, 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 massive ignorance that's plaguing black people. With this anti-chemical movement. In America, hair coloring, it's a $40 billion industry. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? It's a 40, not though. I don't, it's always about the money. No, it's not about the Benjamins. The word, the operative word is in the street. The natural hair community is not an industry that's creating with the math and the sciences and, you know, all this alchemy. They they act like, you know, chemicals are just awful. They're so black, they're erasing. They're, they won't even acknowledge their our own history as chemists. We're the people who invented hair coloring. So we're going to let our counterparts build a $40 billion industry. And we're not going to take a part of it because it's a chemical, a safe chemical, as if chemistry is bad. We use chemistry and fabric making. We use chemistry in makeup. We use chemistry in toy making. We use chemistry for our tires. We use chemistry for our cars. We use chemistry for the tablets that we use. Chemistry in this device that works. There's so much chemistry all around us. But when it comes to our hair we're saying that we're anti-chemicals because sodium hydroxide causes uterine cancer. Sodium hydroxide is used in roach spray and liquid drain oil to clean our drains, but when our ancestors was using it to make black soap, it's okay. Can you, can you help me? Is this or is this not a booty call? <laughs> That's all it is. It's a booty call, dudes. They're just getting you with no Vaseline on this whole natural coming from earth. It's more gentle. A relaxer that burns is is, is a concern for a lot of people. Relaxers, they are caustic no no human no scientist or whatever hair scientist or or or, or anti chemical part no neither party or persons on each side of the fence is going to argue that the relaxer could not be reimagined and it has but they don't talk about that it is as if we have no sense As if we're waiting for the great white hope to come and create something. We already have stuff created. We already have alternatives to chemically altering our hair. And we also have alternatives to sodium hydroxide. We've never, ever, ever used any of those preservatives in our relaxers. Why? Because it's caustic. Who puts a preservative in something that burns? That means the, the the very chemistry, the very composition rather, of the chemical would burn out the preservative. But you guys are believing this. Again, this podcast is about what? The natural hair movement versus the hair salon. It's a I, I have a riddle. I have a, I have a cool, a really, really, really cool riddle for you guys, okay? And the riddle kind of goes like this, okay? I got my little, let me get my little paper here, okay? Hold on. Y'all hear that paper because I wrote this down. I made this riddle up myself. Now, y'all better laugh, okay? Y'all pushing y'all earbuds in? Push the left one in, push the right one. Come on, scoot in your chair. Come on, move your desk around. Come on, come on. Let's get comfortable, all right? I got a few more minutes here. So here's my riddle. What does Ron DeSantis and the unkempt Afro hair have in common? All right. What does Ron DeSantis and the unkempt Afro hair have in common? Both are difficult to comb through. But according to the natural hair people, they can't figure it out. They don't. They just don't get it. Do anybody remember uh, 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 Barbara Sizemore? She was. She's the greatest African American t- 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 teacher that ever lived, and she has a speech. You can listen to it on uh, YouTube. It's called "Black People Still Don't Get It." Do y'all not get it? it, it, it they, you can't comb through unkempt hair you can't comb through the ignorance the ignorance of Ron DeSantis and the ignorance of these natural hair folk who are promoting not promoting unkempt hair I'm just again it's a stretch I you I say come on shit that was kind of weak but I'm just I'm just trying to drive in a point I just want you guys to understand think about what's happening you have a, 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 a movement that's called natural hair. And all the, the bulk of it is about what? Altering it with full grade products to promote a coil that's that's just non-existent the moment you wake up. If I see another video with these people putting all this crap on their hair, trying to define curls and coils, knowing the minute they wake up, they're back at one. Why, y'all? We grew up knowing you better break that stuff down at night. And depending on where you live, you're going to have to wet it and start all over. And if it's too cold, then you can't do it. Now, I'm not talking about not being able to show your coils and the diversity and the beauty of what this Afro hair can do. I'm talking about the ignorance of using food grade ingredients to make it happen when you have chemicals that are a lot more effective, a lot more safer, a lot more creative, a hell of a lot more affordable, a hell of a lot more diverse. But you have this, this, this anti-chemical saying things, creamy crack. You're talking about the creamy crack that donated to the United Negro College Fund? Negro, please. You're talking about um, if you straighten your hair, you're trying to be white. You're talking about the same straight hair that donated the, for the Salvation Army, Negro, please. We just gonna go on for days and days and days of how these images and these chemicals have moved us in various directions. I don't even want to say right or wrong, because life just have an ebb and a flow. I don't even want to say yin on a yang. I'm just gonna say an ebb and a flow. That's just what life is. But, but, but we're getting it mixed up when we have to have a podcast called the natural hair movement versus the hair salons. The natural hair movement was a political one, the original one, this natural hair. Oh, well, wait, LaDosha, hold on, Lolo, you tripping. Because the natural hair movement, some good did come out of it. It made it where we could wear our hair. We've been wearing our hair. No, we didn't. No, we couldn't. It made it where we could go to work because they were discriminating against us. That's because the crappy, lazy politicians that y'all did not vote because y'all don't want to vote. A lot of black people, I don't want to. I don't believe in voting. Okay, this is what you get. You get politicians who don't know their black history. But if you go and you watch my documentary for free on YouTube called The Narrative, you're going to hear Dr. Beth Bailey. Just a snippet because I ain't had that much money, okay? Just a snippet. And she's going to reveal how the United States government conceded to black men being able to wear their afros and Cheryl Morrow's father, Dr. Willie Morrow was has been to this date the only African American male awarded the largest contract with the government to help solve what? The race problem. So stop acting like the, the Crown Act is you, I'm not knocking the crown act. Just stop it. Just don't be sucking your tongue while you listen to my podcast. Okay, don't be. Oh, oh, come on now, come on now. Let's be big boys and girls. Put your big draws on. It's not new, but we sit up here and talk about we don't want to celebrate Black History in February because it's the shortest month of the year, and this is what white people have done for us. Wrong, Negro. Please. It's already been done. And if those politicians had been saying that all alone, the very first moment a company said to a black person, you cannot wear your locks, that person would have been up "I, say, I, 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 I hold up now. In 1967, the United States government conceded and allow black people to wear their hair. Now, I know what y'all gonna say. Oh, no, because then they went back. Yeah, they went back and they reneged. Why? Because we didn't hold them accountable. And, And this is what the natural hair movement keeps perpetuating. We have a history that we have done it already. The cosmetology industry is not the only answer, but it is a answer to help do what? Serve people. I'll tell somebody in a minute. Now, you're a cosmetologist, do you do hair? No, if I want to do hair, I'll go work on a mannequin. That's doing hair. When you work with humans, you are providing a service. We're not just styling hair. We have mathematics. We have science. We have spirituality. We have love. We have respect. We have psychology. All of this behind the chair. What does the natural hair movement have? A hashtag. A heart a thumbs up. Negro, please. Come on, it's very divisive. Oh, oh, white people can't, can't do that. It's cultural appropriation. We don't talk like that in hair salons and barbershops. Why? Because they're called hairstyles. That would be African-centric. The natural hair movement they're very, very pseudo. They're typing hair. One, two, three, four, ABC. Classification. Taxonomy coming from who? Carlos and Johann Blumenbach. Come on, people, talk to me. Don't cook it up. Look it up. You don't type hair. You don't type people we're we're educated people now it's a vocation and in some states it's actually an associate's degree but when you have a movement you have a politician named senator gross in ohio introducing House Bill 58 to say that natural hairstylists do not need regulation. You have the Institute for Justice funded by the Koch brothers. It's in my documentary. Go listen to Tatum Neal. Go listen to what he has to say about the Koch brothers funding the Institute for Justice, promoting That Afro hair does not need to be regulated by the government because braiding is older than the United States. It's older than slavery. It don't stop. I mm -mm, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it because it's coming to an end. I can't hold you guys up on my podcast forever as I discuss The natural hair movement versus the black hair industry. It's black on black crime at its finest. They're trying to kill us. We can't let them do it. We can't let them. We can't allow people who don't know what they are talking about. I just gave you five good reasons. Five good reasons of why. House Bill 58 shouldn't be passed and really why the natural hair movement is losing. They're losing their own fight. I don't even know what they were thinking. Oh, we gotta congratulate Mill Organics. We gotta congratulate Dennis Lister. I ain't congratulating none until I see what they did with all that money. I I I I just I mean you know I mean look don't you hating you can no listen hey sell it if that's your thing do what you gotta do but do it over there don't come over here we're licensed cosmetologists we love you we respect you we are service providers it's a business it's not a love affair it's not a passion. It's not a hobby. It's a business focused around retention. We want you guys to come back because we care about you and your hair. Now, people don't want to do their hair at home. Let's just be honest, okay? Some do, some don't, okay? Retail. We want to make sure you're buying what you need. Some of what you want, but mostly what you need. We want to supervise and help you navigate so you can have the, get the best bang for your buck. We don't want our customers having five or six products at home. No, no more than your doctor wants you to have what? More medicine than you need. And then referrals. We're in business. We ain't in love. Hold huh? not like that. Now hold on. Oh, oh, wait, man. Kilo, low. Oh, wait, man. Wait, man. This is a business. Remember, hair coloring is a $40 billion industry industry. I just said don't focus on the billions. Industry. The relaxer, that chemical industry has all been but decimated because of arrogant, pompous, self-serving natural hair people who don't know their history. Who are like Ron DeSantis and unkempt hair. They can't come through it. They can't. They don't even know what comb to use. They don't even know who uh, if, who, who mass-produced the modern-day pick that they're using to pick their hair. They don't know the history behind the black-fisted pick. They don't know a lot. Neither do cosmetologists. But we have a school we can begin to do that. In the summer of 2023, we're going to be hosting the very first Afro Hair Science Summit that's right the Midwest Afro Hair Science Summit is coming to Cleveland to help what provide more education cosmetology and barbering school they, 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 they're, they're, they begin to open the doors but we need more education the natural hair movement they, 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 they want some but they want it without regulation. We don't want the government in our business until your damn eggs don't start rotting on you, and your meat, you know, is is rotting in the grocery stores, and your seatbelts don't work. You don't want the government involved. Oh, let me forget. Let's not forget when your cities flood. Where where is FEMA? Oh, you want the you want the government involved then, don't you? Come on, the natural hair movement. Versus the black hair salons? Negro, please. I said it. There's no competition to us. Kara's one has one thing to say about competition, and that is the competition checks and checks to keep checking. The only thing the natural hair movement is doing to the black hair salon industry, they're checking. They're coming in our salons, getting their hair done, going out with their pseudo crap. You got these outsiders, you know, your college professors, your dermatologists, you know, your forward thought thinkers. Not that academia has no place in cosmetology because they do, but not from behind the chair at home, pushing, proselytizing Propaganda. That makes no sense. Natural hair movement, when you Google that word, it's all black people. What kind of an educator would take a word like natural hair and and promote and ensure that it comes up on A.I., Cause that's what's gonna happen when you type into that Google search. Remember, we're feeding this stuff, and they're okay with that popping up. That's like being okay if you type in "professor" and all white people showed up. It's bet not. It ain't, What I'm trying to say: uh, black people can't be professors. That's how we feel. So we have to understand the difference between the natural hair people and the cosmetologists. And a barber. The operative word is service. And the service creates a industry, not a hobby. I'm not knocking them for selling their stuff. Don't get it wrong. That's personal, that's their hobbies. It took them from rags to riches, and I will support them. I'm not anti. Miele Organics. I'm not anti-shave moisture. I don't use them, which I shouldn't, because I'm a professional cosmetologist, and they make it for me anyway. But we have to understand that the beauty industry is that it is an industry. Let's not throw it away per their investment into the colleges per their investment into the communities. That's two places that historically, Black Creamy Crack, are so disrespectful manufacturers. They have poured into both university and communities. Are we going to let that legacy go down the drain because we think it's made from liquid drain Negro, please.